Well, hey, beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode of Faith and Friends. I'm your host, your friend, and your sister in Christ, Georgia Brown, and I'm so grateful that you're here for today's conversation. Today, we're hanging out with the one and only Dallas Jenkins. Dallas is the creator and the director of The Chosen TV show, and I'm sure if you've got Netflix, The Chosen app, or you were even headed to the theaters, you saw that The Chosen has been just about everywhere, which has been so beautiful. It is a multi-series TV show about the life and ministry of Jesus. It is such a beautiful depiction of what his journeys may have looked like, and I'm so grateful for the way that Mr. Dallas is honoring the Lord through this. He is such a humble man, and I'm beyond grateful for what he shares with us today. It was so refreshing, it was so honest, so real, and things that I needed to hear as a young person in this generation wanting to make a difference all for God's glory. Oh. It was amazing. What's so sweet about this conversation is it's the second one that we've got to have with Mr. Dallas here on Faith and Friends. And actually back in early spring of 2020, right when the world was shutting down and we were all sent home, y'all, Mr. Dallas was my very first Zoom interview here on Faith and Friends. So to be able to chat with him just a few years later with many more episodes for both The Chosen and Faith and Friends along the way, it was sweet to catch up and just hear where the Lord is taking the chosen. I'm so grateful for this conversation and I just pray that it blesses you. All right, let's dive right in. Been a while, right? Yeah, I haven't yeah. seen you since. Was that? Oh my gosh, that was like right as the pandemic was happening. Yeah, I think this was back in like mid or early 2020. So it's good to talk to you. Yeah, good to talk to you too. I think it's insane because I was thinking back to our first conversation together. And at the time I was like, wow, like 7 million people have watched The Chosen. And I was just oohing and on and just loving it. But now here we are like, what, three years later and to see the impact, like, are you just floored? <laughs> well, to be honest with you, I was floored at the beginning too. This whole process yeah. has been overwhelming. Uh, but honestly, I don't think about the 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 number of people. I don't think about the results. I don't have goals really. Uh, I'm really trying to focus on just making sure that each season and each episode is as good as it can possibly be. So for sure. Sometimes my wife and I are going, what, what is happening here? How is it? What, what, this is ridiculous. But at the same time, when I sit down in front of a blank computer screen and we're writing a season, the blank computer screen doesn't care about no. how many people have been watching it. They don't care how good the last episode was. Uh, you have to just still honor God, write a good script. When we get on set and and, and the cameras are set up and we're, I'm with the actors, um, all of that is tuned out. The, yeah. It's the same as it was when it was season one. So on one hand, it's really overwhelming. On the other hand, it's like, yeah, it's still the same thing. We still have to try to make a good show because if we don't, and if we're not honoring God in this process and plausibly capturing his son, uh, we're in trouble. Yeah. I'm really, really glad that you bring that up because that's what it's all about. Because if we're just worried about what everyone else thinks, we're going to miss what's right in front of us. And we're going to miss the mark of what the Lord's really trying to do, because this is important. Like staying true to his word is such an important thing on this side of heaven to show this side, his son. And you guys do that so beautifully. And so that is a big responsibility. What's that like going into the writing process? I bet there's a lot of prayer that goes into that for sure. Yeah. The, the process is the same from then until now. Uh, I I have a couple of just operating principles and 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 questions. Number one is is this plausible? Is mm. what we're devising, what we're writing, 
um, and uh, because it's primarily inspired by the truth of the gospels. So we start with the gospels. What are the like? What are the main stories that we want to cover, and and how do we want to get into them, and how do we want to address them? And so anytime that we do that, obviously the majority of it is not directly from scripture. So when I'm when I'm portraying a conversation between Jesus and one of the disciples that leads into a famous Bible story, well, I'm I'm creating something that we don't know is true or not, meaning true in the sense of did this actually happen? But it needs to be plausible. It needs to yeah. fit into the character and intentions of Jesus and the Gospels. So if it's plausible, if it fits into the character and intentions of Jesus and the Gospels, then we feel uh, free to, to do it. Um, but how do we know what's plausible? Well, that means knowing and understanding God's word as well as we can. That does yeah. mean prayer. That does mean counseling with people smarter than I am. Uh, you know, I have uh, advisors and consultants who look into this stuff to make sure that we're staying within the boundaries. And there are times when they say, you know what? I think you're missing the mark here. I think this would go too far. But it's never based on how people will respond. Mm -hmm. It is based on what does the Bible say? What is, I also, also want to be careful that, you know, yes, prayer is a vital part of it. But I'm not going, I went and prayed and God, I went into a room and God spoke to me and dictated and inspired this next scene. I'm not a gospel writer. Yeah. I'm not going to claim uh, authorship uh, in, 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 and inspiration in the same way that they could. Um, but prayer is an important part of it. I do believe God gives peace about certain things. Uh, I, when I'm feeling glitched about something, when I'm like, this feels wrong. There was even a moment, I'll make this very quick, but there was a moment in episode eight of season three, the season finale, where we are finalizing it. Literally, it's we're delivering it in two days and we're on the sound stage and we're mixing all the sound. And there was a line that from Jesus that I just thought, this just doesn't feel like his character. I feel mm -hmm. like this is going to come across wrong. It, can, can we can we can we cut it? It's just every time I watch it, something's glitching me. And we ended up taking the time to to cut it. And I think that is, you know, look, I, it's dangerous to claim the Holy Spirit um, in 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 certain things because anytime I claim I'm hearing from the Holy Spirit, it's you know you got to be careful. But I do believe that that glitch is is sometimes the Holy Spirit going Dallas. This isn't. This isn't the heart of, of Jesus. And, uh, and so that doesn't mean I won't still make mistakes and I, that I haven't made mistakes, but I think, uh, I, I am, I am trying to be surrendered as possible. Absolutely. And that's what this journey is all about. And I'm just so grateful for the way that y'all are doing this show. It's so beautiful. I saw the beginning two episodes of season three in theaters and the last two with my Bible study. And it was so daggum powerful. And I just love this like plausible stories and all that, like Eden and Simon, like, my goodness gracious, like going to scripture and saying, what would this have been like? It's bringing the Bible to life. It's drawing people to honestly like repentance, getting to see his character more and more and back to God's word. I mean, what a beautiful thing. Like we're in this prayer series here on faith and friends and talking about your will be done. Like, what does that look like for you to just be like, father, I guess kind of what you just said really of like, Hey, I have this gut feeling, Lord, not your will, not my will, but yours be done. Yeah. Well, one thing you said that I think is important to clarify, um, you were mentioning it brings the Bible to life. And then you were talking about bringing people to God's word. And I know what you mean, but I'm going to clarify this. A pastor said this a, a month ago. He goes, yeah. the Bible's always been to life. Oh, show, come I, on. The show is helping bring us to life Ooh. so that we can engage even deeper with scripture. And I think, and I, I heard him say that and I go, that's good. I'm going to start putting Saying it that, that way because, yeah. because uh, if it's not bringing people to God's word, 
No, not everyone. I mean, there's there's non-believers who watch the show. There's non-believers even involved in the show. Um, not everyone is going to get saved from the show. I'm not I'm not anticipating that. But for those who are watching the show and who are believers and who do read scripture, if it's not bringing you back to God's word more, then it's not. Then 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 that is dangerous. If you are ever replacing God's word with this show, if you're ever saying, "Oh, good, my quiet time is done because I just watched an episode of The Chosen," I think that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's where that whole "not your will be done," uh, not my, I said it just like you did. I know, not my will be done, but yours. I think that's where that comes in, where you're going uh, more of you, less of me. Yep. Uh, the show is impacting impacting people. We are hearing from people, but the good news is, no one is telling us. Well, now I don't have to read my Bible because I have the show. Come on. Everyone yeah. is saying I'm reading my Bible more than ever because of the show. And I think that only happens uh, when God is involved. I think if, if, if uh, I, I don't think the evidence of that comes from me saying it, right. I don't think it comes from me going, no, God, especially when we get critics who you know believe that we're replacing the Bible or whatever, me saying, no, we're not, is not the evidence of that. I think, and and it's not the evidence of whether or not we're doing the right thing does not come from me saying, well, I prayed about it and God told me, so you should believe that it comes from the reaction. The people are saying we are reading our Bibles more. Mm -hmm. That's ultimately the goal. So even the critics and I want the same thing. Uh, We may just have different ideas of how to get there. Right, right. And truly you will know them by their fruit. And this is bearing good fruit and that's straight from scripture. And so I love that because after I see an episode, I'm like, oh my gosh, I know right where that is. And then I'll go read it. And you're right. Like it brings us to life because we're the ones that he's always having to remind us who we are. Like I've been reading Leviticus and oh golly, but all that's just wild. But he's always saying, I'm the Lord that brought you out of Egypt. I am holy, be holy. And because we're so quick to forget. And so I'm so grateful that he is the master storyteller and you being his son was given this creative gift to create because faith with works is without works is dead. And you're putting your boots to the ground and saying, let's make this excellent because that's who God is. And so from the bottom of my heart and the millions and millions and millions of people everywhere, like, thank you. Thank you for working with excellency. Well, thank you. I, I think, and that means a lot to hear you say that, but yeah, I think th- what you just brought up is this, is this piece that I think we all, all of us believers face, which is, you know, where do I end and where does God begin in terms mm. of my role in doing something? Yeah. Because when we say, uh, none of me, all of God, God does it all. Well, that's not entirely true mm-hmm. because you see, even in scripture with the season three scene of the feeding of the 5,000, one of the biggest things that I learned in exploring that that uh, story from Scripture is that God could have waved his hands. Jesus could have stood there, waved his hands, and all of these loaves and fish could have appeared in everyone's laps. But what did he do? It's like, get me some food. I need some food. They brought five loaves and two fish. They're like, this isn't enough. He's like, okay, I got this. Well, he multiplied it, and then he had the disciples go out and, dis- and distribute the food. Whether he needs us or not, he does involve us in each miracle. He does say to Moses, in order for the sea to part, you need to strike the rock. Yep. In order for Lazarus to be raised, you need to roll away the stone. You need to unwrap his 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 wrappings. He does involve us in it. We are responsible to make the best loaves and fish that we can yeah. so that if he does multiply them, they're good and healthy. But uh, at the end of the day, the multiplication, the miracle, the result isn't up to us. That is mm. absolutely true. 
But uh, but yeah, I am I am responsible to do my part. I am responsible to be a better filmmaker, to con- to never stop improving, to never stop studying, to working hard, to being responsible with the money that we've been granted. All of that is true. So I think we have to make sure that we're not going either direction, either right. I'm doing so much and I'm pouring myself out. And the, if I don't, God won't be able to, this show won't work. Hmm. We don't want that to happen. Or to, 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 I went on to believe that, but we also don't want to go the other way and go, I'm just going to sit back and watch God do what he does. Well, we, we are responsible to strike the rock and, and, and provide the fish. That's good. To whom much is given, much is required. And it's such a beautiful process. And the more you get to know him, the more you want to be with him and the more you're made like him in that sanctification process. So, I mean, it's just awesome. And I'm just so grateful that this is being translated into other languages. I remember last time we talked, you were talking with this sweet mama from China who her kids were watching it and like they couldn't even understand it in English, but were weeping like that is insane. So where are you guys at with translations and all of that fun stuff? What a great, great question. And thanks for remembering it. I still tell that story because that's when I knew the show was bigger than I, than I am. And when I knew God was doing something was when even the words that I was writing, (laughs) uh, (laughs) they weren't even understood by those kids in China, but yet they were still crying and wanting to watch more. I'm like, okay, God's got something going on here that's bigger than I am. Yeah. Uh, but we still do want it translated. So here's what's the really exciting news. Um, there, uh, there, there's a nonprofit that was created just last, late last year, called the Come and See Foundation. In fact, mm. I've got it on my. Uh, uh, th- this is the line "Come and See" from the Scripture, which is also in season two of the Chosen. But the Come and See Foundation was created for the sole purpose of expanding the mission of the chosen. They, their goal is to translate the chosen into 600 languages, to have it dubbed into a hundred languages. So now when people donate to the chosen uh, through the chosen app or through, or when they, if they go and look up, you know, come and see foundation on, on the internet and go to their, go to their website, that is going towards translating it into hundreds of languages. And uh, because uh, the CEO of the of the Come and See Foundation, the, or the, the chairman of the board, Mark Green, has also been doing the same thing with the Bible itself, translating mm-hmm. it into hundreds of languages. His goal is to eradicate what he calls biblical poverty, which I think is a great phrase. Yeah. And so he's 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 like, we're doing this with the Bible. Let's also do it with the chosen, so that there are people in countries you wouldn't even haven't even heard of that can that can uh, experience it in their own language, because not every person can read. So right. you know. Uh, so even if we had subtitles, um, they might not be able to read them. So dubbing it into their language is important. But uh, that's that's been an, an amazing opportunity. And so people who are donating to the Come and See Foundation are donating to see people in other countries experience it. And I just heard from someone who came back from the Ukraine, who's been in Ukraine for three weeks. He goes, the chosen is big in the Ukraine. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm like wrecked by that because I'm going because I know what they're going through right now. Yeah. But it's speaking to the to, to to people there and meeting them where they're at. And that doesn't happen unless people are donating and allowing it to be heard in their language. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. This is so much bigger than you. It's so much bigger than the actors. And you have such amazing, beautiful, talented people around you that believe in this mission and they see the impact that it's making. And it is just a flame. And it's just so exciting because this started with literally a Christmas short film. Did you ever think after that you would have theatrical releases that did better than Avatar? Like what? Uh, well, to be clear, just on one day. It's not like hey, Avatar. One has day. Done, 
<laughs> the avatar's done seven hundred million dollars at the That's box true. office, but we did break. They were they were number one for days and days and days and days, and we actually broke their streak, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, and Crazy. came out as, as number one, which is really cool. But honestly, Georgia, I, I don't. I, and I hope this comes across properly. I don't think about those things anymore. I don't care about them anymore. I mm. used to care deeply about them. God took all that away from me. So now when I see the box office numbers, it's like, it's almost like God said, yeah, now that you don't care about it anymore, oh, wow. I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it to you. But I even look at it like, well, he's not really giving it to me. It's, mm -hmm. it's, this is an opportunity for us to keep doing more episodes and seasons. And so it is very cool. And when, no, when I was, when I was making that little short film on my friend's farm in Illinois, and doing a short film for my church, I started to come up with the ideas. And I did think if this was done, whoever ends up doing this, a, a show about Jesus and his followers and in the way that we're doing it, is going to, I think, will look very smart because I do think that if it's done right, it could really resonate with lots of people. But I, I didn't have any illusions that it would be me because I was coming off of a career failure. And uh, and I think, I think that surrender and even that kind of brokenness, uh, I think, is what I think is what led to God saying, right, you're ready for this now. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and so we're going to do this together. Uh, so yeah, it's fun. The theatrical box office numbers are cool. Uh, I never would have seen them coming, but it also, I'm not surprised anymore because God's been doing crazy things. Yeah. He's pretty big. It's just amazing. And I'm so grateful to hear your heart that you don't care about any of this stuff because then the real stuff can get done of what he wants you to do as right. his kid. And so when the critics come, because they do, and sometimes they feel so loud and people have their opinions or even the Christian community sometimes can be a little silly and it's just like a lot. How do you deal with that? Um, being quick to listen, slow to speak. And I know wisdom waits and we know what, you know, the Proverbs say, but how have you been handling it in, in these days? Cause people are wild. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's good. Well, quick to listen, I think applies to people in your life who, you know, and are have a relationship with and are trusting quick to listen to a YouTube comment from some, uh, random stranger. I don't think really applies. Uh, I think, um, this is the biggest the biggest thing I would say, because this applies not just to me, um, because yes, right now you go search on YouTube, Dallas Jenkins, you know, uh, you'll find YouTube videos that have hundreds of thousands of views that are calling me a heretic or saying that I'm dangerous or are misquoting me or taking me out of context. Uh, their headlines are actual misquotes. They're like Dallas Jenkins said, quote, you know, uh, Mormons are Christians or whatever. And I'm like, uh, no, you're you're paraphrasing something you've taken out of context. Turn it into a headline with quote marks as though I actually said those words, which is a lie. So don't yeah. do that. But here's the thing. Someone's listening right now who um, has the exact same thing happen on a smaller scale, whether it's at school or whether it's in a relationship or whether it's in friendship. Something's believed about them or something is said about them or something said to them that is harsh or difficult or critical. Uh, some of it may be true. Some of it may not be. But if you are focused as what the Bible calls um, on the fear of man, mm. as opposed to fear of God, when you care more what other people think of you than you care what God thinks of you, when you are doing things in hopes of getting more likes on your post or avoiding dislikes or gaining more praise or avoiding more criticism, or in your case with your podcast, I'm sure it's probably difficult for you to avoid checking the numbers and trying to see which episode did better than other episodes. And I thought this one was going to do well, but it didn't. And I thought this one was going to, it's, 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 it's a dangerous game. You have to be responsible, but at the same time where your heart is, when it mm. comes to what gives you joy, it cannot be likes or dislikes. You cannot focus on or be, or care about 
or find your identity in the criticism or the praise. There's also YouTube videos calling me the greatest thing ever and saying that my show changed their life and that I'm a hero. Mm. That's no more true than Dallas is a heretic. Yeah. Or at least no more um, relevant to who I am in God. Now, it's hard to get there, but I think over time, if you start replacing those instincts, every time you have an instinct to care about a number or care about a like, replace it with scripture, find scriptures, go to your pastor, go online, say, what are some scriptures about finding my identity in God, finding my worth and affirmation from something other than someone else, and just start replacing those scriptures. And the more you start to replace those habits and those thoughts over time, what happened to me can happen to you, which is you do start to become less narcissistic less concerned about what others think. And it becomes a superpower. Yeah. It really does. Because when your movie disappoints at the box office, it doesn't crush you. And when it exceeds expectations at the box office, it doesn't become your new reality and your new identity. Your idol, uh, yep. That's and good. I do think I do think that's vital. And and uh may God help me if I if I start to creep back into the old me. Um I, I hope that I remain surrendered and broken and humble because if I'm not, God'll do it. And that's what you don't want. You don't want when he comes in and says, all right, I'm going to take this away from you myself because you're not getting this lesson. I'm like, ah, oh, that's the worst kind of discipline. I'd, I hope to kind of st uh, hopefully uh, uh, stay ahead of that by, by remaining humbled and broken. Yes. And I love the scripture. It says, humble yourselves before him. He, like you said, he'll do it, but he wants you to do it yourself. And it makes me think of Colossians 3.23, work unto the Lord with your whole heart, not unto man. So that's what you're doing. It's a beautiful thing. I'm so grateful. This conversation has been so refreshing and I'm pumped for the seasons to come, the episodes to come. After we left the theater, first of all, everyone was weeping and loving it and clapping and it felt like one big family. I just loved it. Oh, but man, we all left and we were like, that was good. Like they, they, the budget's bigger. They're doing this with excellency. I can't wait to see what season four has in store. So how's that process going? The writing, the recording, what's <laughs> up with all that fun stuff? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's fun that you call it fun. It's not actually that fun. Uh, oh. I always say, I always say, I, I don't know that I love uh, writing. I don't know that I love uh, the making of the show. I love having written. I love having made it. Uh, it's always worth it, but the process is very difficult. As I sit to you, as I as I talk to you right now, we're in active pre-production. We start filming in less than five weeks um, of season four. Uh, we're still tweaking the script to fit our budget needs. I mean, even though yes, budgets are bigger, but a lot of that goes towards cast and crew. It's not always just towards you know uh, making the show look bigger. Uh, so. Uh, yeah, it's challenging. We just finished the final, you know, pro post production of season three, so it it is a, it is a crazy, crazy time. Uh, but I, I will say that the scripts for season four, um, we, you know, uh, the response to them has been very, very strong. We feel very good about that. We feel like God has really been in this, and uh, we're committed to doing what we've been doing, which is yeah, uh, trying to tell this story in the best way we can, and so that when season four comes out. Uh, it can it can involve you in this unbelievable story that God has been telling uh, from the beginning that's found in him, only and primarily in his word, but that hopefully this show can uh, can re-engage you and make you even more excited about what uh, God has already done. Absolutely. Well, hallelujah, glory to God. Y'all get the app, you know, get you some merch, get your come and see cup and donate yes. and pay it forward, all the things and share on social media. It's just so exciting. And go back and read God's word. And so thank you so much, Mr. Dallas. You're always a joy to talk to. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me on. We'll do it again after uh, season four. We'll have more to talk about then. 
Well, y'all, thank you so much for joining me in this sweet conversation with Mr. Dallas today. Isn't he awesome? I'm so grateful to hear his heart because I love the show, but it's such a different, beautiful perspective to hear the heart behind the scenes that we see on the screen. So y'all, I just pray that, man, this conversation was refreshing. I needed to hear all these things. It is so easy for us to get caught up in the friendships, in the likes, in the people when really we're called to fear God and God alone. And I love this as we talk about in this prayer series, your will be done. It's up to God, the result of all of what we do. We're just called to work with our whole heart, not unto man, but unto the Lord. And so y'all, I would love to pray for you as we go our separate ways today. Lord God, I thank you so much for this beautiful conversation with Mr. Dallas. I thank you for the chosen and all the beautiful actors and the cast and the whole crew, Lord. God, I thank you for what you're doing in and through us and I just pray that we would keep our eyes fixed on you Lord the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith God may we not look to the left or to the right like you told Joshua not to do God and so may we look forward and look up to heaven may we come and see may we taste and see that you are good Lord and so Lord may we humble ourselves before you not fearing people or looking at numbers or looking at the different friend groups or the relationships or what's next God may we just be fully present in the moment that you have placed before us and being fully content and overjoyed for the present joy that you have that you want us to experience. So Lord, thank you for your goodness and your mercy. Lord, may this day make us more like you. And Lord, may we just throw to the side anything else that is hindering us from becoming more like your son. Because we are made in your image and likeness, God, and I thank you that we reflect you. So Lord, may we do that more and more on this side of heaven, all for your glory. So Lord, may your will be done in our lives. And it's in the mighty name of Jesus that I pray. Amen. Well, y'all, thank you so much for joining me. I cannot wait to see you next week as we continue in this fun series. But until next time, maybe you can watch a few episodes of The Chosen. It's such a fun show. I am all caught up and I can't wait for season four. But I hope you guys can enjoy some fun. And I've sure had fun today with Mr. Dallas and with you. It's been a sweet time, y'all. But until next time, don't forget, there is a song on your heart only you can sing. Your voice is important.